0: good day everybody welcome back welcome back vulnerability leads to victory episode 12 and we are here your boy sean john in the building once again Uh, On your listening airways, dropping, ready to drop some more knowledge and some more content in your ears uh, this week. And so I am excited um, for today's episode. Um, So, really, these last few episodes of season two, um, I just have a feeling are going to be, you know, some of my favorite ones overall, just because um, with this. I, you know, with the episodes I've done in the past, I really have kind of, you know, reached out to people individually and, um, you know, really asked them individually to be a guest on the podcast. But, you know, for some reason, I, I, I had this opportunity where I said I have a few slots open and I put a call out there. And today's guest was one of the people that responded. I was excited that they responded. Um, I, I just know that in general I've had some great conversations with this person uh, you know away from a podcast uh, platform and so Uh, Plus, there's somebody that I've known for a few years now, so I was very excited to see uh, them reach out to me, and I'm just excited for you all to hear from them today, but before we get to that, as I said, this is episode 12 of season 2, but overall, this is episode 25 of Vulnerability Leads to Victory, so... We are a quarter of a way to a hundred episodes. Not that I want to stop at a hundred episodes. I want to go as far as this, you know, is going to uh, take me, but it's just exciting uh, to be at a nice number of like 25 episodes in the books. And so definitely if you, if this is your first episode, thank you for joining. Um, if this is not your first episode, Thank you uh, for being here once again Um, and to all those in between. If there's any episode of these first 25 you haven't listened to, please go back and uh, catch those. So, on to this week with this guest. Uh, This is someone who uh, I've had the opportunity to work with, I've had the opportunity to just connect with. Um, I remember... Uh, just ages when they were a, a first year student um, applying for a student staff position um, in, in, uh, with the department I worked with and so I am excited though to see their growth over the years to see the way that they have uh, started their own initiatives and efforts to impact today's society so for this week to the Vulnerability Leads Victory family I bring none other than Amber.
1: Hey. Hello. Hello, Sean. I'm doing really good. Thank you for that amazing intro. I just feel so happy to be on this podcast with you. I love, I love the work that you're doing and just the idea of vulnerability to victory. I think it's so important uh, to talk about. So like when I saw you on Instagram, like, hey, do you want to be on Facebook? I was like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. So yes, just thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: No, it is good to have you here. Um, again, thank you for responding. I'm, you know, really excited uh, to hear what you have to say and to also just be able to have the uh, the listeners kind of learn from you as well. Um, that's one of the beauties of this topic of vulnerability is that um, you know I, I think back to something my uh, grandmother talked to me about uh, with like maturity and wisdom. I think a lot of times people think that it, it comes with age and, and that the older you get, then accordingly, you know, the more wise and more mature you're going to get. In some ways, there is truth to that. But in many ways, I think it is also that a lot of that is based on experiences. And so if you are someone who's, you know, gone through a lot of different experiences, uh, you know, at a young point in life, then of course you and you take the time to reflect and learn from those. Then of course you're going to be a little bit wiser and a little bit more um, mature. And so I see you as someone that, um, though you are young in age, you are very um, wise and and mature in the way that you've been able to um, really just kind of tackle things that have come your way, um, and the way you've been able to kind of learn and reflect and, you know, create opportunities for yourself and also for, for others around you. And so, um, it's, it's been, as I said, you know, I've known you since, uh, you know, you were a, a student um, and you were, you know, trying to apply for um, a position, a student staff position in the department I worked in. And so it's been exciting um, to just see your growth over the years and, you know, and kind of just see from that beginning of the journey to, you know, uh, the completion of those first few years in your academic endeavors in higher education. So um, that's just kind of a little bit of how I've seen us connect over the years so From your perspective, kind of how have we connected over the years? How do we know each other? Everything like that.
1: Right, right. Okay. So yeah, just like how you said, so we met, I went to UF, University of Florida, and I was applying to be a resident assistant. So RA, you know, RA Life, shout out to all my RAs out there. Uh, and I can say like I met you in that setting. It was mostly like, obviously like when I got to Simpson area and you were just like, you were just that person that was just lit. Like you just felt good around you. And I always felt like whenever I talked to you about anything, like from work, personal, school, everything, it like felt like family. Like it felt like I was back home. Like you really made that environment feel comfortable and like you made the meetings fun. And like, you were just a person that like, I felt like all of us could go too. So like all our coworkers and everything, shout out Kiwi. (laughs) But yeah, like, I just know you through that space of work, but I think our relationship definitely went kind of beyond that because like, I view you as a mentor, I view you as someone that I could just really like talk to about issues that, that was bothering me. Like, I feel like we really vibed on that level just from like, you know, talking about institutional racism to just mental health, to just like navigating as black people on campus. So like, I feel like, yeah, we definitely vibed and bonded at UF for sure.
0: No, definitely, definitely, definitely. I can definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, I think for me, I I just always, you know, knew that um, I wanted to just help, you know, change the world. And I I realized at an early age, you know, for some that is like doing some specific, task uh, you know creating some initiative or doing something like that but you know for me in that season of life when i met you and i still even am to this day i really think about it in terms of how do i you know connect with people and you know help kind of change the world through help through my connections with people and i think that is you know a way that i really feel like you know um I feel like I've been successful in that. When I kind of, kind of reflect on my experiences and, and conversations and everything with individuals such as yourself. I really, that's where I'm like, okay, like I I really did meet goals and, and aspirations of kind of things I wanted to do. So I'm, you know, I'm glad that you, as I said, I'm glad that you have achieved all that you've been able to achieve thus far. And I look forward to seeing what's going to come in in the future. So so we're thinking about you know we're talking about vulnerability we say like you know um and you, as you, as i said you know i put a call out and just was looking for different individuals to kind of respond and see uh who we can get on the podcast so for you you know why did why did you reach out why did you say yes like you know what was your mindset about like yeah i'm ready to talk about vulnerability
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I've been a fan of your podcast since you started it. So like, I I love that term vulnerability to victory. Like, I felt like that was so powerful and that there's not a lot of spaces, especially within the Black community for us to just talk and like, and grow. I feel like vulner- vulnerability is a tool that we can use to help us just overall, like our mental health, our physical health, how it's all interconnected. And I knew like I wanted to be a guest speaker, but like I knew I wanted to do it, but it wasn't until you like put out the call to action. I was like, oh yeah, let me hop on this now because like I definitely love to take advantage of opportunities when like I'm ready to do them. And so it was really like you giving that call to action. I was like, okay, like it's time for me to do that. And also since like you know you do a podcast, I also host a podcast, so I understand like just the value of this space and like how, you know, as we grow older, this is just something that's going to be there forever for anyone to listen to. So whoever this story can touch, um, it's just going to help all of us grow in the end, I feel. And I'm honored to just be here just to share like my life or just some of my experiences. And hopefully that can help inspire you, um, all the listeners, whatever you feel like you may be going through. Uh, But yeah, I just really, I really vibe with the mission of this podcast. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you. I'm glad to, to hear that. That feels good to hear. Um, and so, yeah, I think for me, as you said, you, you one of the things and reasons why I you know started this. Uh, one reason it was like an exhale for me and um, the experiences I've had in life. Um, I tell people I like literally. Um, Vulnerability leads to victory is a part of me. Literally, I have it tatted on my arm, um, and so there is. That's how much I buy into it. But also, as you said, like creating spaces, like I think for people. And so um, I think sometimes we, you know, we feel like we don't necessarily have the the space or the opportunity. And so um, you're right. Like that's one of the things I really want to do is create space. And so I'm glad that you are in this space uh, today. So. All right, everybody, let's take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some definitions and framework uh, this week and see kind of where Amber's mindset is. We are back. So uh, we're going to jump right into uh, definition and framework, kind of that mindset of how we talk about uh, vulnerability or being vulnerable. Um, So as I always say, For me, it is um, allowing yourself the opportunity to be in the state where you are, um, whether that's mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, kind of all of that. And so uh, for you, uh, Amber, like what comes to mind um, in terms of like a framework or definition when you think about vulnerability or being vulnerable?
1: Yeah, I think when I think of vulnerability, I literally just think of like this open space and feeling free, it's like a form of release. I feel like it's truly just a state of like liberation and freedom. So it's like, you are not so bogged down, you're not so bottled up and tight in your feelings that you're able to just release it from your mind, from your body. And it's an action that you can take, I feel, to connect with other people and also just make sure that you're protecting your mental health. So I know that was a little ambiguous, but I feel like it's really light. Like that term vulnerability, it just means like releasing so that you can feel light and that you can connect with others.
0: No, I like that. And you said some great things there. Open space, a form of release, um, you know, liberation and freedom, uh, action you can take to connect with others and protect mental health, like all of that is like those are all multiple definitions within it, but I think that's the thing is, you know, um that's why I also I've tried to get more of talking about framework because mm-hmm. there's there's different parts that you know put together the picture that put together um uh, the frame and so how do all those things coming together and that's really uh what I see here with with yours is really it is an open space. It's it's allowing you know yourself the opportunity to really have an open space for yourself and find those places. But that form of release, as you talk about, like and it creating like some liberation and freedom. Like you know, really just that exhale. As I always say, like exhale before you inhale. Like that exhale is huge, where you can just feel that release um, and just say, like, okay, like I don't like this thing is not holding me down anymore. Like, I don't feel shackled up anymore because I was able to have the open space to just release kind of these thoughts um, and and really set the narrative up the way that the narrative um, feels to me. Um, but also that connecting to others, because as you are vulnerable, like you never know who else is going through that experience and or something that is similar, um, and stuff. And so you, it does allow an opportunity, um, to connect, um, with others and, and which then creates other spaces and, um, creates, you know, greater freedom, um, uh, for, for many, but that last piece, especially, um, that really kind of hits home as well as the protecting of mental health. Like I think, with connecting it all together, sometimes when we keep the thoughts in our mind Mm -hmm. for too long, like everything builds up and boils up. And we, you know, it's that, that phrase, like we're sitting in our thoughts, we're just stewing in our thoughts, like, and stewing in our feelings. And, you know, sometimes I think we say like, well, if I don't release it, then, you know, I then I uh, if I don't release it, then that's a good thing, because I'm not going to go off on somebody. No, like it, by releasing it, by discussing it, you know, you are allowing more space to be able to kind of have the reflective thoughts, the learning experiences and everything come in. And so that is a, a really good framework that uh, I definitely think um many can, you know, take and help to, you know, begin to define how vulnerability um, can look in their lives, you know, going forward. And so, yeah, anything, any last things you want to add to that?
1: Yeah, no, like, I definitely agree on that part of how vulnerability will look like for them in their lives, because I think it's something that we can uniquely tailor to ourselves, because we we know ourselves best we know how we move we know how we work and like you know we can guide ourselves so i feel like vulnerability can look like journaling vulnerability can look like meditation vulnerability can look like confiding in people you love and trust so i feel like you know it's a good balance it doesn't have to be always pouring in or leaning onto another person because that could be a lot of like you know emotional baggage on that person but it's finding that good balance for you and all the ones all the people you love around you. And I was thinking of, um, it was like that quote by Beyonce. She just had some really good quote. Everyone was tweeting it. But basically she was like, I save who I am, like who I am for those that I truly love and trust. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you don't have to give access to everyone around you. Like as long as you form your tribe and your community, you can lean on them and you're good. Like you don't got to share with everyone, but you can find ways to still connect with people if you feel like, you know, you know, you're just trying to really figure out, like, you know, your tribe and your community. But, yeah, there's different ways to be vulnerable for sure. So whatever that looks like for you.
0: Yeah. No, I think at the end of the day, it's it all kind of gets to the, the same way. It's so, like I think of it as, you know, when you're trying to drive someplace and you put in, you know, Google Maps or Apple Maps, like whatever. And it, like, gives you different routes. And, you know, of course, I think, you know, many of us, we want to take the the quicker route or you know we want to take the route that i I don't even say the quicker route we want to take the route that feels best to us so sometimes that is the quicker route like time wise um other times that's the route that might be like i ain't trying to pay no tolls so it might be an extra 20 minutes but i am not trying to pay no tolls Especially if you're in Florida and you going Yeah, you was <laughs> not you know, you get to Orlando and you're like, Why does toll like seventeen dollars and twelve cents? Like, you know, I am not trying to pay no tolls and stuff like that. And so I think but at the end of the day, you you still by going a different route, that doesn't mean that you still aren't trying to have the same reach the same destination as somebody else. And so, you know, you you, you hit the, the nail on the head with that of like you know, is really is going to look different for everyone else. But at the end of the day, looking different does not mean um, that there's anything wrong with you or anything like that. It just means that you have to go about it the way it's going to ultimately give you the greatest sense of liberation and, and freedom and allow for your mental health um, to feel the most uh, protected uh, at the end of the day. So, No. That's good. That's a really great framework. And so with that, I am looking forward to hearing um, how Amber will talk to us about her vulnerability the victory story and the ways this uh, framework and definition fits in. So go grab your snacks, come back and get ready for some listening to happen here. It's time for the vulnerability leads to victory story for this week. Amber, take it away.
1: All right, all right, we're here. <laughs> okay, so when I reflect on vulnerability to victory, there's a lot of things in in life for sure. I feel like the two I want to focus on for today is definitely uh, talking about like managing test anxiety and mental health, and also just talking about tackling intergenerational trauma within your own family. So I'm going to tailor that just to my own lived experiences. And hopefully that can connect to whoever's listening. So I think when I think about my journey in at UF, um, it was very hard because my whole life, it's like, you know, getting A's, you're that, you're that one person, like you're always doing well in class. And like, you feel like nothing's really like challenging you too much. Like, I feel like high school I had a little a little hard time with like AP chemistry and things like that but it really was not until the University of Florida that I started to literally question my worth as a student and my like intellect like I literally felt incompetent I felt like I was like drowning in a sea of students like I was like oh no like <laughs> I don't think I'm smart and I feel like it was also a level of imposter syndrome and also just you know, being a Black woman on campus at a predominantly white institution. So it's, like, dealing with all the the racial issues that, you know, sometimes can happen, like microaggressions and stuff, or sometimes more blatant racism, to also trying to navigate academics and understanding, like, okay, like, am I smart enough to follow my dreams? Like, what the heck's going on? Mm-hmm. So I feel like the vulnerability, um, it did not truly... Come for me until uh my senior year, like literally it took four years for me to be vulnerable and be honest with what I was experiencing because it was like I would do really well on like tests and quizzes and all this like homework all of that, but then when test day came, I literally would freeze I literally would like forget all the hard work I did. I would start question, second guessing myself, even if I actually knew something like it just, it was not a fun experience. And like every single time I was like, okay, Amber, it's just one more test, just keep going. You're smart, you got this. But I kept falling into that same trap and like, uh, like allowing myself to get into these same patterns. So literally <laughs> it was not until my senior year. And this was my second retake of physics one. And whoever's listening to also if you're pre-med, all I have to say is keep a going, okay? One thing is be resilient and keep going because you can, you can get through. But yeah, I took like organic chemistry one and two, both twice, <laughs> and then uh, physics I had to take twice. So it wasn't until my second retake that I was talking to one of my really close friends and she was telling me how she had accommodations at the uh, UF Disability and Resource Center and I was like, oh, okay, like, I didn't know, like, okay, it's like, I knew that that was a resource, but I never felt like, oh, that's something I need to use, like, mm-hmm. and it's so, like, it's so funny, like, and kind of hypocritical, because I was a preview staffer, so for whoever's not listening, like, that's, like, orientation leader on campus, and, like, we're responsible for, like, helping the first years come onto campus, getting their schedule, letting them know the resources, like really trying to advocate for their wellness. And it's like, I remember telling my own students about this resource, but when the time came for me, I felt so stuck and so ashamed and like stuck in that stigma that I wasn't using a resource that I was preaching to other people. So I felt really stuck and I felt like a fraud. I was like, what the heck? Like, who don't, like what am I going to do? So I talked to a friend and then that was when I was like, okay, maybe I need to actually try this because something's, something's not working. Like, I was trying everything. Like, I was studying hard, okay? Like So then in conjunction with that, I also met with my physics one professor um, in office hours. And it was just, like, very, very serious conversation. Like, I met her, like, you know, before classes started, like, to really understand, okay, like, what how can I approach this class differently like what am I doing wrong and like as I was explaining to her like you know my tactics and everything she also recommended like hey you know maybe you should uh go to the UF Disability Research Center test uh go talk and meet with the learning specialist and figure out what's going on because there are accommodations that could help you thrive and like you know do well because I I I see you working hard I just don't know why it's not coming on test day Mm. so then I was like okay like let me go (laughs) like let me actually use this resource that we pay for (laughs) like let me go so i went and it was not bad it was like so liberating it was a space of vulnerability for me because from my friend to my physics professor to my learning specialist like i just literally had to explain all the shame that i had and everything that i was doing that wasn't working And I don't know why my head was like, oh, it's going to be a bad experience. Like, it was so good. Like, everyone validated me. No one made me feel like I was making anything up. Like, it was very, like, okay, tell me what's going on. All right, this is what I could do to help you. So, I finally, after my four years at UF, got accommodations for my testing. So, what that looked like, I wouldn't have to take my test in the big, big auditorium hall. So, Psychologically, it was something on test day where, like that big hall, you being next to all these kids, like that just got in my brain, and I was like, I can't do this. Like I don't know. So I got to take my test in literally a room by myself, which I feel kind of mirrored. Not high school too much, but high school it had a, a smaller like student to teacher ratio. Like it wasn't that big of an auditorium, so I feel like me being able to test, like, by myself, that any anxiety I had, like, literally went away. It was so calm. Like, I've never been so calm going (laughs) into testing. And then um, that really helped me just the setting change. And then I also, like, was able to get, like, just a little bit of extra time to test if I needed it, because sometimes my anxiety let me, like, you know, build up. And then, like, I would literally run out of time, and I always felt rushed. So, being able to get those accommodations helped me greatly. And, like, I remember talking to my learning specialist, like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad that I, like, it took so long to come and talk to you. And she literally validated me. She's like, it's okay to feel that, but it's good that you advocated for yourself, you were vulnerable, and you took the steps to still figure out what's going on so that you can move forward in your academic life. And I was like, wow, like, <laughs> thanks. Like, everything was just so nice. So, from there, and like, you know, finally meeting, Uh, continuing everything I was doing, like, you know, meeting with my professor and all of that, like, I was able to do well in physics one, you know, it still had a little rough ending because, you know, the pandemic hit and then we had to move home and all that stuff. But (laughs) overall, I was just so proud of myself for like advocating for myself, for my mental health, my anxiety and everything. And like seeking out the resources to help me because that's all I needed to thrive. Like that was the only thing I needed. And so, for that story i hope whoever's listening um if you're a student and you feel like you're struggling and like you know you know that you were working hard and it's just not executing on test day go and seek that help seek that resource because if i did that when i was a first year i feel like my whole like time there would have been so much better like i wouldn't have to really explain a lot of stuff like i would have been soaring like so yeah that's my one story of just vulnerability and advocating for myself um i feel like as i continue to like move into like medical school and everything like i'm going to be able to advocate for myself and make sure that i can do well because i know that i'm smart i know that i'm capable it's just sometimes you know i may need a different environment and that's okay so yeah that's my story with that yeah
0: <laughs> no that's good that's good like one thank you for sharing your story um that is is always appreciated like you didn't have to share it at all um and you didn't have to share it here uh but you did both and so i uh, really appreciate it um no i was over here taking some notes and i think like you you definitely like really you know hit on something that uh at the end, that really is huge, and I, and I it talked. You talked about resources, and if you had used those your freshman year, and I think that's a a key piece um, when it comes to you know being vulnerable is uh, defining your resources and use them. Like, your resources can be certain, like, individuals. Uh, it can be, you know, certain spaces. Uh, it could be, as you talked about earlier, it could be journaling. You know, it could do like, there's ways to, to do it. There's different ways to do it. So define those ways, define those resources, and use them. And I think that's something that you talked about, is, is that um, is, as a preview staffer, you define the resources for other people. You just didn't use them. Like yeah. he was telling everybody, like, when it comes to great, you know, like like I think now, you know, as I, you know, have been looking at social media, um the the um the user like only in Gainesville, that page, like it's like, oh, UF twenty five is here, like what are your tips for UF twenty five? And everybody's like, you know, there's the whole do the Italian gator pizza by the slice, go here, you know, do that, enjoy you know, if you have a bike, enjoy Gainesville, Florida being a, a bike city and everything like that but there's also others that are like use the libraries, like you know, take your time on this, do that and I think that's the thing is like there's so many ways that people define things but they don't actually use them sometimes mm-hmm. until it's too late mm-hmm. like, you know I I think about so many you know different ways in which that's happening and to so many people. And I think for you, thankfully, you made a connection with someone and you were willing to be vulnerable and they were like, hey, like that resource you probably have talked about and you know, like here's how it is. Here's yeah. where it's at, like you know, and what it, how it could be useful to you um, as well. And so uh, there's that. I think the other piece with that in terms of understanding the resources and defining them and using them, is that um, it really starts the the best way we can use the resources, or how to understand the best way to use the resources begins with us, you know, understanding our need to be vulnerable to begin with. So and, and really going in a depth level of that because what I get at is is that how you talked about that. Um, you know, the way you talked about understanding um, the Disability Resource Center and, and how they have accommodations. I think sometimes it it takes us understanding how is disability defined? How is accommodation defined? Like there are ways where we're like, oh, we hear it and we're like, oh, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that for some of us, we say that, oh, I don't need that because it's a lack of understanding of what's there and like and then the other part of that is we say i don't we may say i don't need that because we're not ready to use that because we don't want to be labeled in a Mm -hmm. certain way we don't want to be stigmatized Mm -hmm. um, in a certain way we don't want to be judged because if when we become labeled we become stigmatized we become judged then it starts to affect our mental health it starts to affect our image of ourselves it starts Mm -hmm. to affect you know how we see ourselves in society. And then that, like, that kind of, you know, can lead us in a whole different way. And I think as well, like, as you kind of thinking about images, so like that, you talked about being a black woman at a PWI, um, you know, and I, I really think about like, that's something that you're trying to have to navigate in itself. Like, what does it mean for you to be, what does it mean for you to be a black woman in higher education at a college university? Like, what does it mean for you to be, you know, um, a black woman, in this case, at a, you know, school that's seen as a uh, top 10 public institution? Like, you know, how do you see it? And, And let's be real, like, what does it mean to, you know, see yourself at a school in the geographical South, like that, you know, as a black woman, like, you know, um, like, let's, I mean, let's, let's be real. Like that's a lot to have yeah. to all of that together. You talked about the imposter syndrome and everything, like all of that is tough to have to navigate because you are now going from, as you say, a, a place and an environment where, you know, academically there was much more, you know, available to you in terms of how you were able to connect with teachers and staff and different things like that. And so though you go to an environment where there's more resources available to you, um, it's a balance of people reaching out and saying like, hey, we're here available for you. But it's also you having to be vulnerable and say, hey, thanks for reaching out I need you, like I okay. I'm gonna come yeah. utilize you. It's like they say because, like, like, one of the tips I saw is go to go to a professors' office hours. Like that's why they, <laughs> that's why I have them. I I mean, I, you know, we as you being an RA and me working, you know, at house we hear so many uh, students that you know we work with that are like, oh, man, like I don't know if I should go to the professor's office hours or they're like, no, why would I do that? Um, why would you not go to the source uh go to the source the person who's teaching the class like that's who you go to um so so yeah those are just some initial general thoughts
1: yeah no i i definitely like i'm vibing with everything you're saying (laughs) i feel like uh that part when you were talking about the stigma and not wanting to be labeled it's so funny because i was literally like preaching that to all of my students i was like listen like even if you're feeling some type of way like it's like don't like, F the stigma, like, go get it, you need to advocate for yourself, and I remember, because they were, like, first years, and I'm just, like, yes, like, you could do better than me, like, do it, but um, I think, like, to tie in, like, okay, like, for me, like, why was I not advocating for myself? I feel like even on campus, I got so used to the uh, involvement culture, and I lost myself in, like, my passion for advocacy and always advocating for other people and other communities and all this that I forgot to advocate for myself. Like I was burnt out. I'm always like, I was very selfless, like caring about other people, but I was not pouring into me. And like, I remember after graduating, I was just, you know, talking to some friends and stuff. And I'm like, I needed that whole pandemic year. And even this third wave of pandemic year to heal from all of that burnout that I had at UF. Like I did not realize how much I was on autopilot. Just like, go, go, go. Yes, yes, yes. Like, I did not know how to say no. Like, I was not good at like setting good boundaries, solid boundaries for myself. While also like, you know, still being a nice person. So like, I feel like for me, it was easy for me to like advocate for like my students or like my residents and all of this. But like, I couldn't do it for myself. But like, mm-hmm. I'm so happy that I did it before I graduated. Because if I didn't, I just feel like, I would have been so lost, like, during this whole year of, like, self-studying for the MCAT and being able to sit for the MCAT and not freak out and, like, really, like, you know, do what I have to do and, like, just and beyond because I know I'm going to be, like, I'm going to be in school for a minute, y'all, okay? (laughs) I'm going to be in school for a minute. So, like, being able to just tackle that early and, like, still use that to connect with someone. So, like, yeah, I I just feel like it was hard for me because I was just... I was a I was an advocate for everyone, like you know, I was speaking, I was just like listen like i had i had a I had a speech for everything, like I would go off, so like, yeah, I just feel like the 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 culture could definitely be toxic um and it's it's good, like especially if you're younger listening to this, like try to just figure out like your boundaries before going to college. It's a little hard, but like you don't want to get so so like overwhelmed by all the opportunities all the resources that like you don't know how to like just chill and take care of yourself so like that's very important like at the end of the day you got to make sure you're good so yeah
0: no that's like you just say just chill and take care of yourself but i think sometimes that's the the best thing i think you know, in those first few weeks it's understandable, like you know, you want to go out and try to meet people and connect with people and everything like that, especially depending on, you know, what environment you can come from. Like for me, I know I really wanted to go and meet people um, because you know I'm a extroverted type person. That's just my nature, but also you know, I was the the only person from my high school at my undergrad. And so I'm definitely like ain't and it I, I went out of state and I'm the only person I'm like, I definitely want to connect with you because I have to form a new, you know, friend group, I have to form a new community of people to to connect with. Um and so but I think what I what I started to realize now my my older age um is as thirty four year old Sean is realizing that 18-year-old Sean didn't need to connect with everybody
1: because everybody
0: mm. wasn't uh, Was everybody it for wasn't you? safe for me. Yeah. Everybody wasn't safe. But also the yeah. other thing I think is is that not only did I not need to connect with everybody, um, you know, I talked about this recently in another project I do called Weekly Wisdom. That, you know, I say we need to, we gotta start getting our ships in order. Ships being our relationships and understanding that some people we have in our close circle and other people, you know, they might be, you know, extended circles out there. Um, and it's not that, that that's not a bad thing. Like if you only have two or three people that you are like, I, when I'm going through something, these are the folks I'm going to go to. That is fine. Like if it's one person that is fine. Like I think we have to begin to realize that, um, that by you know keeping ourselves you know away from environments where we like gotta you know let everybody know or try to be connected to everybody and everything like that keeping ourselves from that environment those mindsets that culture um is a self-advocacy piece of of saying like hey i need my space to just relax and chill Mm -hmm. like it's okay it's okay to go to dinner by yourself. It's okay to eat a meal by yourself. It's okay to do certain things by yourself because you are creating space for you to ultimately gain um, some aspect of, of liberation and freedom as we, we talked about earlier, uh, that protection of your your mental mental health. And I think that's the the you talk about. Like, you know, when you are someone who you advocate, advocate, and advocate for others, but you don't do it for yourself, like you know, how much harm do you ultimately do to yourself and others?
1: Yeah,
0: you know, because if someone else comes back and says, like, "Oh yeah, I went to go utilize that resource," have you ever utilized it? And you're like, you know, uh, uh, like <laughs> no, yeah, but you know, like there's there's no problem with let me just say there's no problem with saying no because you may not need that resource, right? But if you know you need it, and you're like, ah, uh, I'm advocating, I'm telling you to go use it, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to use it. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, no, that's not.
0: Yeah. That's not good. That's not healthy. That's not yeah. productive to yourself and to to others. And so, um, but also, I, I think that like with all of this, and like, you know, when you put yourself in certain environments, as you just talked about, like, you know, when you put yourself in certain environments, certain spaces. Um, or just allow yourself the opportunity to be in those spaces um, where you are now. Like you're studying for the MCAT, you. but at the same time, you are in a space now where you can reflect on like 20-something-year-old Amber can like think differently than, yeah. you know, just entering college Amber, like in that age range, like that's where the maturity comes in. That's where the, you know, the vulnerability leads to victory. That's where that victory comes in Mm -hmm. now is that, um, you know, you've been able to, uh, take the time to reflect and, you know, really just speak life into yourself, allow others to speak life into you and by allowing, not only just allowing others, allowing the right people because you now know, um, You know, who are the people you really want to be vulnerable with so they can, you know, speak, speak life into you. But I would say, like, to those of you all listening, you know, really, especially to, to college students like that, you know, hopefully get a chance to listen to this. Don't don't I have a friend that always says don't be scared, like don't be scared to like. Not just break out of your box, uh, as my friend might say, but also don't be scared to, like, in this case, to be vulnerable and... To be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Because, as we talked about earlier, everybody's going to look different when it comes to being vulnerable. But also, it's not only that, it's also vulnerability is going to look different at different stages. And so vulnerability, you know, in this case, for you, it could have been like, I'm going to go look at the resource and see going if that's going to be for me. And it, if it is, like, okay, I'm going to utilize it. But if you were vulnerable enough to put yourself out there and say, like, this is something that I might need. And so for you all that are listening, like, sometimes vulnerability is just even asking about the resource. Sometimes vulnerability is going to that info session. Mm-hmm. Um, vulnerability is putting yourself in a space where, you know, you may not feel like You deserve to be there, you know, especially because I think that's the toughest thing is it's like, you know, as great as it is to go to a school that's highly ranked, you know, when you graduate, when you get that degree, that's amazing. Like, can't nobody Mm. like in many ways, can't nobody touch you. But while you're there. Like, it's it's so much pressure. There's (laughs) so much pressure that's on yourself. And I think that's the thing is, is that uh, too often people think of it like, well, you know, pressure is what creates diamonds. But if you don't, but also, let's be real. There's a control, a control, uh, a controlled level of pressure. Yeah. There's an understanding of how to actually kind of really, you know, Do that. It's not like I can just step on a piece of coal long enough and then I pick up my foot and it's like, oh, look at that diamond. Like, no, (laughs) like there's a, there is, it's so much more to that. And I think that's the thing is if you don't, if you don't understand how to you know really deal with that pressure and navigate that pressure, and in, in that navigation, that's where some of the vulnerability comes in. Um, mm-hmm. and the you defining and utilization of resources. Um, then yeah, like that's truly where you, um, if you don't know how to do that, that's where you're gonna not be as successful. Um, yeah. and you're gonna kind of just put yourself in a, a phase of struggling or feeling tough, and so. Um, the earlier you can be vulnerable, the better. And again, vulnerability does not have to be boo-hoo, crying, emotions. It could just literally be um, you uh, allowing yourself the opportunity to be in a space. You are. It can truly just, you be creating open spaces for yourself. And at the end of the day, just journaling, typing a note, doing a, a voice note, um, mm-hmm. you know, calling somebody once a week, whatever mm-hmm. it could, could be. Um, but just, you know, start and, and create that opportunity for yourself and ultimately you'll be able to kind of understand more about, you know, who you, who you are. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. That part, I agree 100%, 100%. <laughs> I think, uh, just final words too, or I feel like a lot of times I, just personally, a lot of stuff is in my head and I tend to think something's going to be way worse than it actually turns out to be. Like, I don't know what it is, but like, if you have people around you that like you love and trust and they love and trust you and it's genuine, like just know, like trust that bond, like trust that you can be vulnerable with them. And then on the same end, like just for all my college people, like just know, like, all that money, whether it's Bright Futures or your own money, whatever, going into whatever school you're going to, that money's being paid for those resources. So, like, they're going to be there whether you decide to go or not. So, you you should take advantage of it. So, like, you should trust that space, too. Because, like, when I just think about, like, my learning specialist, again, like, she was validating everything I was going through. Like, I was, like, I want you all to know, like, when I was going to that meeting... I was in my head like, oh, man, they're going to think I'm faking it. They're going to be like, well, you don't really need it. You're too old. Like, why didn't you come soon? All this. It wasn't even like that. And I was like, wow, like, I was paying for this resource for these whole four years and I was not using it. So, like, yep. just know, like, with vulnerability, like, you obviously want to trust your intuition. But just know, like, there's not, not everyone in the world is bad, even though, you know, a lot of people are bad. Like, they're still good in this world. And take advantage of, like... The spaces that you know is right in your gut, like if 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 it's just getting over your mind, like you could do that, and like things could be way better than things gonna be. But yeah, that's that's my TED talk. Thanks for coming.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All well, righty, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back and get into some tips uh, for this week. So hold tight. Okay, so here we are with tips for this week. Um, you know, this is, or it, you know, I really like these. This part of the podcast because um, it's for everybody. Like, it's something where if you didn't necessarily say, okay, that story didn't necessarily connect with me for this week, the tips are definitely something that you can uh, utilize um, in how you are navigating vulnerability. If it's something you've been doing or how you're going to start if it's something that you want to uh, be able to start. So, uh, so Amber, what are some tips that you can uh, throw out there this week to the uh, listeners?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I feel like when we think of vulnerability, it could seem very overwhelming, but there's little small steps that we can definitely take. Um, Before you feel before like that action of like feeling like you have to confide in another human being, you can just start within yourself. So, we've mentioned journaling a lot but journaling is just a really good technique that you can use to just be vulnerable with yourself like being honest with what you're going through and and like you know everything that you may be experiencing so that can take places in many forms whether it's like you know in the voice voice app um whether it's on an actual journal Uh, If you're creative, you can let it out through your music, through your poetry, through a lot of different outlets. You can talk to yourself in the mirror, like whatever you feel you need to release within yourself. And then from there, there's a lot of other steps you can take. So say, you know, you may not have good relationships with your family or you don't really have like solid friends in your life. You can you could try therapy if you want to try that. That's another resource. And I know therapy, a lot of times it's not accessible, but there are. Uh, a lot of organizations out there who do offer free sessions for like the first five to eight sessions. So two I want to shout out is definitely the Boris L. Henson Foundation. Um, and that right now, they're giving away free therapy to those ages 24, 23, 23 and older. So if you're around that age, I know round two just opened up and round one was for younger kids. Um and then I'll give I'll give you like the link. So if you wanna like, you know, share that with the listeners. <laughs> and then the <laughs> other, orga- yeah. The other organization is called the Loveland Foundation. And that's specifically for black women. Um, the other one I said was for anyone, but if you wanna seek out therapy, that is also another form of advocating for yourself and being in a trusted space. And I know there's a lot of talk of like, oh, can I really trust a therapist? but the two organizations i did put out there they do like you know make sure that the people on the registry are like vetted and that they're culturally competent and that they're going to protect you and like be there for you and they look like us so you can trust that and trust that it's going to be someone who will validate your experience cuz i know sometimes therapy sessions aren't the best um i think also at the end of the day it's really also like doing things that are going to protect your mental health so if you're just like going outside, getting sunlight, doing all of that, like just doing the work to make sure you're mentally fit, that can help you be able to be more comfortable with being vulnerable. And yeah, those are the tips I have. I hope that's helpful. Um, a lot of the times it seems very small, very like, oh, I don't want to do that. But when you actually do it, you'll see how big of an impact that it can have. Like, the reason why you're not doing it and you're not being consistent with it could be why you don't see that change behavior. So definitely test it out. Um, Listening to podcasts is really good, you know. (laughs) And, yeah, that's what I have to say.
0: No, those are all great tips. Um, Thank you for those resources. Uh, Definitely uh, we'll get those links in the uh, description uh, for this week's episode. Um, And so I, I definitely like that. You know that last tip where you talked about like, you know, with like the the fitness piece of the mind. Like, I think that's something. Is like, you know, a lot of times there's a lot of people that are you know, especially during this um, pandemic, have realized like, oh, do I? I want to work on my physical fitness, or they've noticed their physical fitness in some way of like, oh, um, this is something that. I know I have, and it's something that I probably want to work on. I want to, you know, figure out some aspect of my physical fitness. And so, for some people, that's like I actually want to lose weight. For others, that's like I probably sh- shouldn't eat the way I've been eating during this pandemic because that's not sustainable uh, for my health long term. You know, depending on you know how you've been eating. But I what I what I think about with all that is is that. Many of us have probably acknowledged our um our mental health um but what steps have we taken to work on the fitness of our mental health mm-hmm. um, and I think that's the thing is even outside of a, a pandemic like what steps have we and what steps are we willing to take to work on the fitness of our our mental health because um You know, I think about, you know, for myself, uh, I told people that, like, as I've worked on my physical fitness over the years, like, it had nothing to do with my mental fitness. Like, my, I, I was fine at where I was. You know, I was fine being the way I was. I was fine the way I looked. Like I was married to a beautiful woman that wanted all of me for who I was and how I looked and everything like that. And so for me, my my I was able to accomplish like I ran five did Everything like and so for me, my physical fitness was not a limitation, but my mental fitness. Like that's where I needed to do some work, and I think that's the thing that. For many of us, it's like, you know, how do we find a, you know, a trainer? Like if if someone if you were someone who's trying to work on, you know, physical fitness, like and you got offered a trainer, you know, you probably for free, you probably would take up on it. You know, if you're in the spiritual, you know, spirituality like you, you go to church. And there's a trainer there in terms of like a preacher, some Sundays, there's some type of teacher, like there's, you know, a trainer there, somebody you talk to there, like, you know, so why not when it comes to your emotional health, you're um, working on your emotional intelligence, working on your, your mental, you know, fitness, why not take advantage of, you know, a, a trainer for that? Uh, when it's available, as you talked about, like sometimes it's hard, like there are limitations to it. There are things that get in the way. So I don't want to knock that. But I think when you just named two resources and I truly hope that people after this episode are going to look it up. Yeah. I, I hope somebody may have paused and said, let me go look this up now because there's those things I've been told about therapy for black girls. I've been told about so many different things that are like mm-hmm. resources. And that it's time that we, Begin to take advantage of yeah, those
1: resources. Yeah, they've
0: been defined for us. There, there has been people that have advocated for them. Um, there have been people who have, you know, you know, fought for years um, for our liberation and freedom to be yeah. able to have resources like this. And so, it's time that we take advantage of this. Um, especially within the Black community, Um, but overall, just uh, based on our different identities um, and how they are individually and how they all intersect, like, you know, it's it's time that we really do that. And so you you talked about, you know, one of the things, whether you, you know, have to look in a mirror, journal, do all that. Um, And I think that's something key as well, is like, how do we begin to see ourselves um, to be able to understand, like, it's time to to make you know that change uh, one of the thoughts that I've mentioned on this podcast before and mentioned to other people is that you know far too often we we look in the mirror and we we and we see our reflection and i think that's the thing is that the mirror is only reflecting what is standing and put in front of it so sometimes we see that the mirror is dirty and we're like, we we unfortunately put that as a reflection on ourselves and begin to say, well, you know, I'm dirty, I'm not worth this, I'm this. And we start to label ourselves, we start to judge ourselves, we start to do stuff to ourselves in reality, like, no, no, no. Like the mirror is reflected something physically. Like, is one thing. Two, the mirror doesn't reflect dirt. It's just dirt on the mirror. <laughs> like, and like, and that's the thing is like that. So, but, so what I get is like, don't take what's there. Like you would, with a dirty mirror, you would clean it up. So that's the thing is, is that why not, if you, when you look in the mirror and you see, you internally see dirt, then why not take the time to clean that up? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, and that comes from being vulnerable and being mm-hmm. vulnerable can just be going to that and not, not even just going to that first therapy session, going to that first conversation with a friend, a life coach, going to, you know, whatever resource it is that you find for yourself, you know, for you going to um, meet with a learning specialist. It it Let's take a step back and say vulnerability can start by just even calling and reaching out and looking up the resource and how it can be beneficial to you. Let's, let's let's make some micro goals. Yeah. Um, in in terms of how to be vulnerable, instead of just looking at you know vulnerability as this big thing that we ultimately like need to accomplish like right away. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's definitely a process that like we're gonna always be actively working on. It's not some quick fix thing. Like, but the more that you focus on and you do the work on yourselves, like. You're going to radiate onto other people you're going to project vibrant light onto others to like Mm. help them heal and like um just to like one final note on like when you're talking about like you know the coaches for certain things like i also feel like again we know ourselves best and like we can be our best coach sometimes and even through the pandemic like i think about like when we're kids and like children how like carefree we are and how like I feel like when we're kids, we know who we are, but then like we go through socialization and then all that stuff muddles things up. But like, I've been trying to tap into things that I really enjoyed as a kid. And that's also been helping me with my healing and me being more vulnerable. Like I've been like roller skating again, hula hooping again. Um, I randomly bought like a purple flute, like trying to like learn a new instrument. So like doing things like that has been helping me to like, you know, like you said, clean myself up from the inside. And being able to be vulnerable enough to speak on this podcast, you know, like, I don't feel like I would have spoke on a podcast when I was like, you know, four years ago or something like that. But I'm at a space now where like, I'm okay to share what I'm going through because I'm healing and I want others to heal. So, yeah. That that was my TED talk again. <laughs> Thanks for oh, listening. <laughs> you're
0: good. You are. That's you got two great TED talks. It's yeah. a great tips here, y'all. So, uh, but no, I think I'll I'll end with these two things. One with the the healing phase. Like we have to remember that healing is a process. Like you know, and sometimes uh, there are things that we do in the immediacy. With healing, there are things that have to do long-term. So, for example, if you have a cut or a scratch or something like that, you know, it is best to put a Band-Aid on that. Yet at the same time, many medical professionals will also say that you need to let that wound breathe um, as well to also, um, you know, get to ultimately heal. Like, and And I think that's the thing is that, you know too often we think, oh, those seem like two contradictory things like put a band aid on, don't have a band aid on. No, it's in different stages of the healing process, you need to do different things. Like, you know, you got to cover it up in immediacy because you don't want it to get infected, but then you also have to allow it to breathe in order to get to, you know, a better healing process and to heal quicker. And so there are different things that you have to do, you know, along the way in your healing process, and along your vulnerability journey to ultimately get to that victory. And the last thing I think about is with uh, kind of going back to this mirror piece one last time, and really, you know, as you said, like we know ourselves the best. We can advocate for ourselves the best, the best self-care, like thinking about all of that. Um, there was something I saw recently about a, a teacher who, um, in elementary school, who holds a mirror to uh, outside of her classroom. that yes. says "I am" and wants and yes. her students to speak affirmations. And I, I think love
1: that. Yes. that is
0: huge because I think you know if you can't stand in front of a mirror if you if at the end of the day when if you're like i'm gonna have a grateful journal you know and all these things if you can't write something down that you feel grateful for that day that you feel excited about if you if you can't you know speak you know affirmations over yourself then that should speak to you on you know is there is that is it that I, it would be tough to say truly nothing happened, or there's truly nothing affirming about yourself that you can you can speak on. But is it that there is you're scared to be vulnerable with yourself, even in those moments? Um, you know, that's the question that you you should be asking yourself. If you you know are unable to speak that, or is it that you see yourself in a way that you really have to kind of work on on some things? So yeah,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: So as we begin to wrap up, are there any other final thoughts you have? Anything you want to promote? You talk, as we talked about earlier, you have your own podcast, anything else you want to drop out there for the listeners to be able to connect with
1: you? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I host my own podcast called Blaze Health Podcast. That's about mental health and holistic wellness techniques. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at blaze.health and everything will be there. Like it's a whole hub, um, So, yeah, definitely hit me up on there. I love this podcast. So, like, support us both. You know, we out here just spreading that message of healing, I feel. Um, Also, I am a DJ. So, you know, you can follow me on my SoundCloud. (laughs) (laughs) It's DJ Ambra, A M B R U H. Uh, I haven't made a mix in a minute, but you never know, a mix could be coming. I do make personalized mixes for people if they want and slowly but surely going to start doing some more virtual events. But music is one of my outlets. That's how I'm also vulnerable. So, you know, you can listen to my mixes and connect to me that way. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, um, it was just a pleasure to be on this podcast, Sean. I'm just, again, very honored. And I hope that this continues to just connect with so many people and that like we just help each other heal and yeah
0: no definitely definitely it has been a pleasure to have you um on this uh episode episode 12 of season 2 the 25th episode overall I think this was a great conversation to be able to kind of think about this we've been able to tie in so many uh thoughts from you know many of the past uh other 24 episodes And so i'm glad um to have you here i am so excited to see what you all do please go and check out um you know Amber's podcast blaze uh health and so that i'll be mentioned in the description check out her uh soundcloud dj amber like Hey, it, it'll it'll get you through. You know, maybe you need a study, make maybe you need something like it'll it'll definitely is there for you. However, you need to uh, to use it. And so, um, thank you, Amber, for being here. And I uh, look forward to um, seeing, but also hearing about uh, kind of what comes to you in the the future. So, uh, I do want to end with this one thing though before you know I truly wrap us up. Uh, you know, uh, Amber is someone who not only has own podcasts, on, uh, you know, DJ uh, set up, but also uh, most recently uh, was a winner of the uh, Pink with Purpose uh, project. Yeah. So, you know, war winner here. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you uh, are traveling around, maybe to the Victoria's Secret Pink stores, you might see. Uh, Amber's face, you know. So, uh, if you do, go ahead. Uh, you know, take a picture, tag her, tag Blaze. up do all that, and uh, let's let's get let's keep spreading uh, greatness around uh, in this world. With not just thoughts and quotes, but with also people that are uh, images of people who are trying to change society. Mm-hmm. So, all righty. Thank
1: you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Well, everybody we come to the end of another vulnerability leads victory episode it has been a pleasure to have you all here today uh, definitely check out all the resources that we mentioned today um, you know go back and look at those tips listen to those tips and you know utilize them in the best way um and so uh we just i just want to say like i thank you all for always listening in, Uh, please, you know, like, subscribe, um, but definitely share, Um, you know, share more of these episodes with yourself, um, but also definitely share with one other person. Um, It is greatly appreciated as well, because at the end of the day, as I said earlier, like, you know, I always have just wanted to have a goal, of you know, impacting people and inspiring people. You know just changing society and i know that, that can be done um through things like this and so i just want to give you all one last affirmation um for today and i just really want to say to you all um, that when life speaks speak life when your life speaks and is going to speak speak life into it speak positivity speak opportunities for vulnerability and you know we can't truly wrap up an episode without this (sighs) exhale before you inhale peace and blessings everybody one love